Dude, I've got my I've got my books sitting right here that I bought yesterday. Dude, <laughs> yeah, what did you get? You got the did you get the <sighs> same um Harbinger I did or did you get a, another one? I purposefully got a different one. No, I got the, <laughs> No. I'm not reading what I, you're reading. Yeah. No, I got the I got the same one. Uh Harbinger Omega Rising. Yeah. Right? Did you make it through that at all yet? No, 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 dude. I jumped right into Black Science. Oh, yeah, because you're in Volume Two of that now, aren't you? Yeah, right. Uh, so I got uh, uh, Harbinger Omega Rising uh, for the for for Valiant uh, issues. I think one through five. I think. Dude, that's that a one. lot of book. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, yeah. And then I got Exo uh, Man of War, which is. Uh, an original Valiant character, very yeah. very cool character. Nice. He's kind of kind of their Iron Man, sort of, kind of. Uh, yet he okay. is from another, yeah, but he's from another planet, and, okay. and it's alien technology. And you actually can see his face in the quote unquote armor. In fact, there was an EXO Iron Man crossover back in the day, uh, which was really cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, dude. Marvel actually. Marvel actually, you know, kind of had some fun. And then, of course, Black Science Volume 2. Uh, yeah. But there was... Uh, uh, Marvel actually, you know, really didn't have a problem uh, so much partnering with uh, independent publishers. Yeah. You know, back in the day. Now, Image, obviously, <laughs> they weren't going to do much no, with no, those no. guys, right? <laughs> not much cross-breeding cross there. No, no. But, <laughs> you uh, keep it all close to the chest. Totally. As as Valiant and Image just started like, you know, grabbing market share like yeah. crazy. And I know we've talked about, you know, Valiant kind of being a, a separate uh, topic, but it, sure. dude, Valiant is just like hitting on all cylinders right now that it's hard not to just kind of keep coming back to them. That Valiant uh, ended up securing the rights to a couple of characters uh, that they they currently don't have the rights to. Okay. Uh, one was uh, Magnus Robot Fighter, uh, which I I can never get into that one. That was that was a really but it was it that was, sounds like a really odd title, but yeah, right. Uh, it was from a <laughs> it's from a comic book company called uh, Gold Key uh, okay. Comics. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with that one. No, dude. We're yeah. I mean, you're digging into like. You know, independent. Well, even Marvel, you know, for a while was just a conglomeration of, of independent publishers yeah. like yeah, way back right. in the day. Right. Yeah. But uh, Gold Key was a uh, independent publisher in the in the 60s. Okay. And and um, so Valiant was able to secure the rights for Magnus Robot Fighter oh, okay. and then for uh, another character called Solar Man of the Atom. And so, uh, without digging into all of like Valiant's history, because again, we want to whet your appetite for a future show. They they were able to just really you know push along with Image, uh, Marvel and DC to to create and do better stories, and okay. and they were just grabbing like all this market share. It was crazy. You go into a comic book store, and you know people are buying more copies of Magnus than they were wow. you know Batman. It was it was nuts. And so, you know, Marvel was able to see that, you know, money could be made by partnering with independent uh, publishers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Valiant was one that they they partnered up with a little bit. Like I said, there was EXO uh, Iron Man crossover. And I want to say there was actually even a video game. I'm going to have to dig into the archives for that one. But I believe <laughs> really? it's really. Yeah. And so because, I mean, they're they're similar characters and that they're armor based. And, right. OK. And, yeah, you know, sense. the. Yeah, and that the person inside doesn't really have any sort of, uh, you know, 
crazy abilities outside of of the armor. But oh, Exo, yeah. yeah, but Exo is definitely different than yeah. Iron Man. Uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah, it was really cool. You know, and then DC kind of ended up doing uh, something similar with Dark Horse uh, yeah. and having Judge Dredd and Batman crossovers and you know Superman versus aliens and things like that. So it was cool back in the day, you know, to see these independent publishers like image dark horse and, and valiant, which were never going to, even though they were hot sellers, we're never going to have the overall exposure that Marvel and DC had. Right. Uh, just the know, money that just it existed behind those two big publishers. I mean, it's kind of, oh, it's it, hard to fight, you know, you're not gonna oh, be able to yeah, fight please. that. So image was able to, just because they pulled a lot of those high names out of there, you know, they got those names from, you know, Marvel and DC, but when you start looking at Dark Horse and Valiant and Image, or I'm sorry, Dark Horse and Valiant, especially, like we're starting to edge into, you know, the the fourth and mm-hmm. fifth. <laughs> fourth sure. And, like, and this, that's a long stretch, though. That's not like a close fourth. Like well, you know, a, and well, and Marvel ended up doing uh, some crossovers with uh, Top Cow. And yeah. when <clears throat> when Silvestri was, you know, kind of like, I'm with Image, but I'm not with Image. Right, um, yeah. For a while. So, yeah, uh, definitely, dude. I mean, Valiant is, uh, dude, they're where, they're where it's at right now, man. Yeah, man. Dude, I'm, I tell you, um, you and I started talking about this a couple of weeks ago. And as I'm playing, we talked about this last week. <laughs> I'm playing catch up with a lot of my comic reading. Um, <laughs> and so I've been able to really enjoy, um, for the first time, a lot of these things that I had not, you know, I've not seen as a kid or I hadn't seen when I was an adolescent. Um, oh sure. Which yeah. I tell you is a. It, obviously, there's a. I feel like there's a completely different perspective now that I have to appreciate kind of what I'm looking at, what I'm really reading, than I would have if I'd have read it as an adolescent. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely read it differently. But heart, um, I just I picked up. Uh, so I have two Valiant um, collections now. I have Bloodshot Volume One, Setting the World on Fire, which um, I tell you that was a. I read that in an afternoon. I that could not nice put that down. I I think I picked it up on lunch, or I I uh you know brought it with me to work. It was on lunch, um, and I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna flip through a couple of pages and you know <laughs> go do something else. <laughs> and then I'm like, and then I'm like running back to my desk to make sure I'm back on time because I'm That's so immersed. Where's Ryan? Oh, he's reading comic books. <laughs> oh, he's <right> reading. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing the adult thing and reading comics in the break room. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so I picked, I mean, that one was, was, I mean, just the artwork was, was super graphic and it's super hyper violent. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, of course that's like, you're all cool. Like it's like an action movie you're, you're flipping through, but it, it's got some really good, it's a really good story. It's, a, it's just, I don't know. I really liked bloodshot. Yeah. He's a cool character. He's, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I remember, you know, uh, Valiant, like early nineties, yeah. and, and Valiant's had a, a little bit of an up and down history, and they actually just kind of went away for a while, yeah. and, and have actually had two relaunches. And you know, Bloodshot was kind of Bloodshot was one of their their big big sellers, and it was easy for you know us. When I say us, I'm talking about me yeah. and and you know the buying community at the time that were very much it's Marvel and DC and. Uh, and then image, uh, image, right? And right, right, so right. it was kind of easy to look at Valiant and just kind of dismiss them. And you would say, you know, you look at Bloodshot, and we're like, oh, that's a poor man's Punisher. Yeah. Uh, when that's not even remotely, no. yeah. remotely, 
It's a completely unfair comparison oh my gosh, of the two yeah. characters. If you pick up, if you know, I really highly recommend picking up Bloodshot. I mean, it's ten bucks um, on you know if you order it. I'm sure through like whatever online retailer of your choice. Um, I picked mine up through Amazon, uh, and it it was ten dollars. Yeah. And I picked up a Harbinger through Amazon as well, and it was ten bucks. Yeah, and I think that you know we we talked about that last week. Yeah, the pricing is is outstanding, especially for the volume ones. Now the volume twos, they they can jump in price between twelve ninety nine and fourteen ninety nine, depending on the book. Depending right. on the book. Yeah, uh, it it is capitalism one hundred and one. Um, you know, sure. you, you, you hook them with the nice price point and then you're like, Oh, I gotcha. Uh, Hey, it'll work. That, that being said, that being said, it's, I, I still believe that it's, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to say a better value because then it sounds like that what Marvel and DC are putting out is like of a lower value sure. because it's not, it, it, there's yeah. great stuff going on there. That being said, uh, you know, you touched on this last week that there are a lot of outstanding Marvel collected editions that are at that thirty four ninety nine price point. Yeah. And yeah, they look beautiful. They're beautifully sure. bound. A lot of times the the artwork has been digitally touched up. Kind yeah. of what what Image did with Spawn yeah. for their their re-releases. Uh, yet take a page from Image. They price those extremely competitive, those Spawn re-releases. Well, I was able to pick up Spawn Volume 1 and 2. Uh, very reasonably, I think there was like thirteen dollars a piece. That's that's incredible for those and, for and, those new yeah. volumes. And I tell you, those that that uh, high quality oh. photo paper, um, super it's beautiful, saturated Gorgeous. coloring. I right? mean, just some yeah. of the most saturated colors. It it's just really it's great. popping. It's popping yeah. right off the page. Yeah. Just so you know, more yeah, Marvel has done a lot of that with their. I was looking at Planet Hulk uh, yesterday oh, nice. at, uh, and I'm going to give them a little bit of a plug at Samurai Comics in Mesa, Arizona. Nice. Yeah, yeah, great, great. That's our shop of choice. And I was looking at, uh, you know, Planet Hulk, uh, the collected edition, and Marvel went. You know, they it's it's a new bound edition. It's paperback. It's not hardcover. Yeah, uh, but it's been rebounded. You know, the colors have been digitally enhanced, and it 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 was it it, it looks absolutely beautiful. But very similar to my uh, vinyl obsession, you know, one of the things when you go vinyl shopping is you will find, you know, 15 to 20 albums. You're like, I want to buy them all. But your budget's like, oh, but you get three. Right. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So, you know, I had to make that hard choice. I'm like, well, okay. Uh, I really want to revisit Planet Hulk. And yes, I can I can get it digitally. It's very easy. I can pick up my iPad, launch sure, the Marvel man. app and buy it. Th- that is a that's a collection that I want to, you know, smell the paper. I want to feel that that connection with the book. Yeah, and so, you know, I had to make the distinction. I'm like, well, or I can get Black Science Volume 2. I can get Harbinger Volume 1. I can get EXO Volume 1 for these for less than all three. All three for less than what I'm paying, but than what I would pay for for Planet Hulk, and I guess what you and I are both saying is Marvel, you're you're being undercut in price with some better books. Yeah, right. Not yeah. not that we don't love the Hulk. Not that we don't love all these great characters. Marvel is a little bit of the we we want your monies. Give us the monies. And I and, and I and I think it comes to like for me it comes to. Um, like where I buy in, like, you know, with the, with the Hulk, if you put a Hulk, you know, if you put a Hulk comic book in front of me for $30 versus some new stories, some independent stuff, some like Valiant next to it for the same, you know, the $10 a piece kind of thing. 
I'm going to make a very big decision about, okay, what do I really want? Because I know the Hulk. Like, I know mm-hmm. that story, man. That is familiar. That, oh, is, like, dude, that is like going back for the good pizza. Like, you know exactly where to find it. <laughs> yeah, you right. You know what it tastes like. And it's good. And, and that you is know the, it's going to be good. And, and Planet Hulk is, is and there may be some Hulk fans who would disagree with us, because there's been some really great Hulk stories throughout, throughout yeah. the decades. Uh, Planet Hulk, at least in my opinion, is like number one with a bullet in it's terms awesome. of just the best Hulk stories. And a really good, a really good animated movie as well. Um, and he he will be in Thor Ragnarok. We've yes. we've seen the pictures of of the Hulk quote unquote armor. Yeah, you know because the planet. For those who aren't familiar with Planet Hulk, let's spoil it just a touch. We recommend going to read yeah. it. the The planet that he ends up kind of being exiled to. We're not going to tell you how he got there. Uh, he is his powers are are limited as to what they were are on Earth. So he's not like just oh I can just Hulk out and just you know you know tear a, a hole through everything and he can't catch a bullet in his teeth kind of thing. no no he, he <laughs> he's yeah, vulnerable right? he's got yeah, vulnerability he's extremely vulnerable so what he ends up having to do is is uh wear armor now not like iron man armor or anything no. like that it's more like Glad- gladiator yeah. gladiator armor yeah. yeah and so i think for a lot of people who may see those images like well why is he wearing that Again, we're not spoiling a story. It's a great story. We're not going to tell you how he got there. We're not going to tell you why he got there or how he how he leaves. But that's the reason why you see that armor, and you will see yeah. it in in Thor Ragnarok as well yeah. too. So that's very cool. Planet Hulk is. Very I'm sorry. Cool. Yeah, no. go ahead and finish what you're saying though. I, I cut you off there when you were no, talking I mean, about like dude, price Planet point. Hulk. Like, <laughs> dude, like the Planet Hulk movie. I watched the. Um, I read some of the comic books a long time ago, and then I watched the movie just a couple years ago, and. Um, the animated movie, and it's a good animated movie. Which I th- I I want to say is on Netflix. I believe that's where I saw it. it I so they had. I tell you, they Netflix nailed it for like six months with all of the Marvel and DC. Dude, they were like everywhere. animated films. They were, they were on. Everywhere. They were on all that. I that's when I binge watched like every single one of those things. That's where I saw uh, Justice League Doom. Yep. Yeah, I saw it from the same place, mm-hmm. man. Um. But yeah, so, uh, okay, yeah, back to what I was saying. The, if, if, it, I mean, it's good pizza, right? I know, I know what I can get from it. I know it's going to be great. I know it's going to be awesome, but it's still one book for $30 at well, the end uh, of the th- night. No, 35, dude. 35 34.99. Yeah, yeah, 35 right? bucks. When, you know, I can get my Hulk fix through an animated movie that I may have seen before or bought before, or I can say, you know, oh, you know, I have that Hulk, I have the Hulk uh, Edward Norton movie you know, the incredible Hulk. Like I've yeah. got some Hulk in my life that I can kind of substitute for that. I don't really mm-hmm. need planet. Cause then I start talking myself out of it. I'm like, well, if it's 35 bucks, man, what can, well, do I already have something in my life that can satisfy this Hulk thing? Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. I, I, and I'll talk myself out of it. And then I'll, then I'll do mm-hmm. just exactly what you did and buy like two, you know, two $10 collected editions that are new, branch out a little bit. And I tell you, you told me about, um, Harbinger. Um, from Valiant, and mm-hmm. I had zero idea. I had just, I don't know. Like, I just, oh, that's okay. Like, that may as well have come out, it, like, the last <laughs> month to me. <laughs> I might as well be talking to you about, like, some, uh, you know, comic book from, like, 1942. <laughs> yeah. Ryan, like, have you read The Harbinger? <laughs> the Harbinger's a good read, Ryan. Do it for our boys. <laughs> take, take, take that, Hitler. The Harbinger, <laughs> issue number three. So, 
So yeah, so I pick it up. I, I go start going. And a, I made well, it, it's a weird title too. It's yeah, a weird it's a, title. It's just it's interesting. And I yeah. tell you, I made it about three quarters. Of, I was I had a, mm. a busy day, so I made it about three quarters of the way through. And man, isn't it amazing? A full yeah, right? story. And, you know, bloodshots like centralized around one guy, like really yeah. centralized around yeah. one dude. Harbinger, not the case. Like you have a collection of people, and in fact, Valiant just released this um, new comic um, from uh, that titles the character Faith. Um, oh yes, yes. And 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 while I, I see your 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 I just want to make sure no, I get no, the right title. It, for it, it is. It right. is called and Faith. It's just it called is called Faith. Faith. Yeah. And I, I'm sure we're we're probably going to preach to the choir a little bit here because I'm 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 assuming most of our listeners enter the comic book shop. Uh, Faith is a very interesting book, and I'm and I'm excited to look at that one. Uh, purposefully, yeah, a plus size female character, female superhero. That's right, female. Yeah, female superhero. Thank you. Uh, and hey, kudos to Valiant. Now right? you know. Hey, let's let's be let's be honest here. Every every comic book fan loves to look at Catwoman and Vampirella and Psylocke. Okay. Let's get that sure. off to the side. Okay. okay. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Okay. I that's, where you're coming from. Yeah. Wonder Woman. That, that's all I get. Now, th- those are all great characters. Those are all great characters. Vampirella is actually, it's it's easy to look at. Van- I don't know if you ever read any Vampirella throughout read the years. I no. it, It's easy to look at that and just say, oh, well, that's like, you know, it's pulpy. Uh, yeah. But she's actually a very cool character. Okay. And, you know, Catwoman is cool. And obviously Diana is the right. penultimate female character. But, you know, kudos to Valiant for saying, hey, you know what? Yeah, we've got our chicks as well, too. Right. We've got our eye candy over yeah. here at Valiant. Uh, that being said, in the real world in which we live and breathe. Yeah. Right. Not every female uh, fits a certain look. And uh, Faith is a very cool character. And I'm excited to jump into that. I, I've just read little clips and snippets here or there. She does make an appearance in, in Harbinger. She and plays a pretty key character in yeah, Harbinger. Yeah, she does. Yeah, um, she does. And, yeah. and hey, you know what? I love it, Valiant. And again, that is just Valiant not just saying, you know, capitalizing on the moment, just saying, hey, you know what? We're going to break some molds here a little bit. It's just and about it. making, it's it. just about diversifying. And we talk about diversity a lot um, as two bald white dudes. Right. But, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we do talk about diversity quite a bit. And I think this is something this is another step in the right direction of widening mm-hmm. a catalog to say, yep. you know, from A to Z, we can cover a lot of different a lot of different people and speak to a wider audience, um, whether whatever walk of life you may come from, you may able you would be able to identify with another type of character than yep. I, than I would, or that you would. So well, I, it's just about creating, a, and that's why entertainment exists, right? That's why books exist. That's why movies exist is to bring the audience into a place where they can find themselves. And this, <laughs> this is a, a giant step in the right direction. Well, so, and you know, in, absolutely. Uh, could not agree more. And traditionally, villains in in comics and i think the one that comes to my mind right away when um and we're going to tread lightly here but when someone is of a larger size okay traditionally they've been portrayed as either an idiot yeah a dope like fat comic relief yeah yeah an idiot a dope 
or the villain. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, yeah, a hundred percent correct, dude. Uh, Faith is is a cool character, and I, I'm really interested in digging more into seeing what they're going to do with her. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, Harbinger, dude. I'm, I'm glad you picked that one up. Yeah. Uh, it's it's essentially you know kind of I guess again we don't want to spoil, but it is. <sighs> I guess if you want to ask, does the Valiant universe have quote unquote mutants? Harbinger kind of answers that question in yeah. that they're not really mutants, but they're, again, we're not spoiling a story here, but they're people who are called scions and they're born with uh, uh, gifted yeah. uh, mental powers. And yeah. those mental powers will often manifest themselves in either. Like I can make flames or I can make this or I can do or I can turn my skin into steel or or whatever. Yeah. Uh, And so I I think some people, at least, you know, when we when we kind of go back into the early 90s, when Harbinger was like the number one selling book for Valiant. That was one of the big criticisms from Marvel unreasonable yeah. fanboys like myself. Well, they're just mutants, but we really weren't digging into saying no, what they had to it's offer. Just, in, in, yeah, you're yeah. taking it at a surface level. But regardless, I mean, if you like superhuman stories, um, you know, that's something to widen your, you know, diversify your own your own palate, right? Like, get a couple other vegetables on that plate. Um, Absolutely. And man. I think Harbinger is a, definitely a step in the right direction if you're looking for... If you like the superhero tale, if you like the supernatural, um, Harbinger is a great step. Bloodshot is a fantastic um, uh, mercenary type of type of character. Um, and you mentioned Black Science is is a non superhero uh, storyline, which but it's uh, but at the same time I haven't read it, so I'm you've mentioned it before, but yeah, non superhero kind of story. So Valiant, dig in. <laughs> I think is what we're saying here. Absolutely. Just, just dig in. Don't, don't be afraid of it. I, I, I think there is at times there, there is this fear yeah. of, um, oh my gosh, it's an, it's an independent. I don't even know if I would consider Valiant an, an independent at yeah. this point anymore, but there is sometimes that fear of like, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't know. This, well, this is a, and- this is an independent book and it's, it, it's, I guess what we're saying is don't, don't be afraid of, yeah. of simply trying out and, and we're not saying go buy an entire collected volume. Yeah. If anything, just, you know, roll into go, your local comic store and just pick up a couple individual issues. Yeah, just, and, just and read them there. That just like pick them up yeah. and take a look. See if you like it. That's why they're, that's why I love comic shops so much is because not everything's wrapped up with like sealed paper. Yeah. Right. You know, like you still are allowed to go in and just hang out and read. Um, and, and, and I know that, uh, samurais like that. I know, I don't, you know, I don't know if Gotham city in Mesa is still around. Oh yeah. Dude. Gotham comics are still here. Yeah. Gotham. Absolutely, man. They're still around in Mesa, Arizona. I know Titan moon here in Austin, um, dragon's lair here in Austin. So, you know, at least for our two locations, uh, you know, go check out your local shop, your friendly local shop, because you will be able to find some really good stuff. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. All right. Man, dude, I just I can I can't wait to get back to reading the Harbinger. I tell you, it's I know, right? So good. Well, we're sitting here talking, and I'm like, I know, uh, I'm <laughs> looking over here for a minute. I'm gonna pause. I'm like, well, we'll come back. <laughs> black Black Science Volume so Two. Good. Can so I? Pim- I want to. I know we got so many other topics we have to. But dude, I, I want to pimp. I want to pimp the. I know, right? I want to pimp this book one more time. If, it, if you're if you're not reading 
black science and you want to take a little breather from superheroes, we all love superheroes. Okay. Superheroes are great. But if you want to take a little break from superheroes and just read like crazy science fiction where you're reading this and you're like, I love it, but I don't know what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) This is the way to go. You know, it's funny because I, as I, I read the first, uh, you know, issue in this collective volume, which have been issue number seven. Yeah. Uh, Volume two covers uh, issues number seven through 11. Uh, So I read issue seven and I'm like, you know what? I mean, this, I'm like this, it would be something that I would very much like. And we're going to just kind of transitions to another topic here. Yeah. Another, you know, hot image property that is making its way back to television this Sunday night. Uh, The Walking Dead. Black science would make an amazing television show. And and mm. I'm thinking along the lines of like an HBO Showtime where they can really just let this book oh man be what it needs to be. But you know, who knows? Who knows where that's going to go? But uh guys, if you're not reading Black Science, do me a favor, just go buy at least volume 1. It's 9.99. Okay, yeah. 10 bucks. Issues 1 through 6 are collected. If you don't like it, what'd you lose? You lost 10 bucks. Take it back to the store. They'll give you $3 for it. Yeah. You can use that towards whatever. Uh but I think you'll really dig it. Very cool science fiction. Very good, man. Um, well, I mean, you brought up, let's, I mean, I'm excited about this Sunday for sure. Oh, dude, right? Oh my gosh. And we're not, you know, <sighs> and we talked about this extensively beforehand, um, reasonableists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is not going to be a no. Walking Dead show. We're not going to be talking about Walking Dead here um, as much as we probably like will chomp at the bit to. Um, Pun intended. (laughs) Zombies. (laughs) There are a ton of uh, Walking Dead podcasts out there that are really good and a lot better than what we would be able to. Yeah, and we're we're gonna yeah we're gonna let them do their thing. Any any comic book podcast though uh, definitely needs to give a tip of the hat to Walking Dead, which returns this Sunday night. I'm a, I'm a Walking Dead Uber fan. Uh, yeah, I'm dude. a zombie. I'm I'm a zombie. I think you know Ryan. You know this. I'm a huge zombie fan. I I love that genre of horror. I think uh, you and I became more friend, like more of a friend, like uh-huh. friendship relationship happening because we had a zombie conversation. Yeah, and it is it, to me. It's the it when done right because there there's a lot of just rubbish. Oh, oh yeah, rubbish. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Pardon me. Um, oh, there's a lot of tons. There's a yeah. lot of stuff out there that's just like half, just Garbage. half, you know, <laughs> half butt <laughs> just oh, kind of geez, kind of stuff. It's man. just terrible. Yeah, not even not even a quarter butt. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, so when I when I talk about being a, a zombie fan, I am right. you know very much a throwback George Romero. Oh yeah, original yeah. Dawn of the Dead, yeah. original Day of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead. I like my zombies shambling, falling apart, just massive hordes of them. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I like them is because they're us. And, oh, yeah. you know, and, and I'm a horror movie fan. I enjoy a good horror movie. I enjoy a good scare. Mm-hmm. I enjoy some gore and blood and all that. Uh, though there is just something about zombies that just resonate with me. And so The Walking Dead has been 
one of my favorite number one comics. And, you know, again, this isn't a Walking Dead podcast. We're not going to dwell on this for too long, though. It's very easy. You know, I'm sure a lot of our fans, you know, read The Walking Dead. AMC has done a great job of trans. And of course, because Robert Kirkman is directly involved. He is directly. He's not. Yeah, It's not like on the fringes. He's not just like a producer credit. Robert Kirkman is on set every day. Yep. With them. Yep. So like there is guidance and direction from the man himself. And if the if the television series were to completely follow the book, not even HBO would have put this on the air. <laughs> I mean, it is there are things that happen in that the, comic book where you're yeah. like, Lordy, Lordy, what <laughs> did I just look at with me eyeballs? Right. And that's I mean, in black and white, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah right? They don't. And they don't color the blocking Walking Dead comics. Nope, not Those at all. Are still black and, and white, and they're still just, <sighs> just and, a, and the goriest what, thing you could ever, is, ever, ever it see. Is. And it's all black and, and white. You don't even yeah, see color. And and uh, you know, at this point, I, I'm going to spoil a little bit because you know, for the love of Pete, this comic series has been out for about six years now. Sure. Uh, you know, uh, one thing that you know comes to mind is uh, you know the governor, which was a big villain, and and uh, oh, yeah. the. The, the, the first major villain that you yeah. run across in, in the walking dead. Um, he, in, in the book, and we're not going to get too graphic here, but he does rape Michonne and, yeah. um, her retaliation with the, again, we're not going into graphic detail, go pick up the books. Michonne's revenge is extremely, extremely graphic. And yeah, there is sure. no, there is no way any, and again, not even HBO would probably put that on TV. That being said, the way that the walking dead, uh, TV show, has almost been like this alternate version of the book right? where there are just enough similarities, but just enough differences where me as a watcher, I'm going, Oh my gosh, I can't believe this. I can't believe that. And thank you to AMC for letting Robert Kirkman deal this show the way it needs to be dealt. Right. Major characters are going to die. And this is what oh, I man. hate. This yeah. is what I hate about network television. They don't take the risks. It's guaranteed you watch NCIS or CSI or Special Victims Unit or any of that well, other of malarkey. Yeah. The main character, oh, he's in peril. Tune in next week. It's like they don't have the guts to kill this character. They just don't. Well, that's because they can continue. And here's the here's. And, and if I may, I, I don't want to yeah. completely cut you off here. No, but go ahead, man. I, I, you know, when it comes to characters dying um especially main characters dying you are you get to tell a story um and a story is meant to have a start a middle and guess what guys it's going to have an end um yeah, and and, yeah. and breaking bad is a great example of a the, probably of a complete story Probably as much as of a Walking Dead fan, I am Breaking Bad is probably the best television show of all time. Amazing. Because yeah. it told a complete story. It wasn't it did, afraid yeah. to take a lot of risk. And I think that's where we're at with Walking Dead is that it's going to tell a story. And at one point, the story will end for sure. They already have a spinoff that they can kind of do a lot of stuff with. Yeah, which right? you're, you're, you're totally fine skipping Fear the Walking Dead. If you, I, hey, you know, is, it's, a, it's another edge of that storyline, right? And yeah, you, can, you can have, yeah. and, and that to me, to me, that's that story that you could tune into without any like big, yeah. and I haven't really watched it, but I, I assume. You're, 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 not, you're not missing, but it's not based on a book. There is no comic called Fear the Walking right. Dead. But it's just, it's that yeah. spinoff that allows you to kind of get some more flavor of it. And it's not, not even really a spinoff. It's not even really well, it's a there's prequel, no one, right? Like that's the whole well, idea. There, well, yeah, there's no characters from The Walking Dead no. in Fear the Walking Dead. No. That timeline-wise, Fear the Walking Dead is about four months behind where The Walking Dead is. 
Gotcha. It, it, it's not it's, it's not terrible. Uh, they have just in through oh, okay. through two full seasons now. They okay. have not really. Um, Ryan, at this point, I don't care who dies. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Well, so I mean, yeah. So I, yeah. So mission not accomplished, right? Yeah, right. So you know, hey, when like when you know, let let's spoil a little bit. Like when when Dale dies yeah, in The Walking dude. Dead, right? Uh, and, and he dies differently in the book than he did in in the show, but Which there are some sim- there, there are some sim- a little. So there, yeah, there are some similarities between the two, but yeah. th- how he got to his death is a little bit different. Um, that's a moment where you're like, oh my god, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. So like with Fear the Walking Dead, they've already had a couple of the main characters bite it, and I'm just like, no, again, pun intended. Uh, <laughs> where I'm just kind of like, yeah, all right, <laughs> you know, good work. You know? Let me have another drink of my beer, right? Um, but that's the NCIS. Yeah. And back to the NCIS point. NCIS and shows like that, like standard network television shows, are meant to run as long as possible, gain until they essentially all those shows are meant to run themselves into the ground. Law and order is, I think a great example of something oh, like that brother. because they were able to keep that show on for like 20 years. Yeah. Right. Like 25 years or something. And you weren't able, you, you didn't worry about anybody. Like everyone's going to be back next week. Um, but with walking dead, like you get to see a story and with like game of Thrones, which I don't really watch, but I know a lot of people uh, do. Those I am are, a game of Thrones. You're fan. a game of yeah, Thrones fan. And, like yeah. those are the kind of stories that that were, those are the kind of shows that tell bigger stories than characters. Well, and it, the and story the, and is bigger than the character. Absolutely. And, uh, gears of uh, gears of Thrones, boy, <laughs> you can tell where my gears of Thrones, everybody, <laughs> By that episode where well, Marcus Phoenix shows up, you know, it's coming out fresh on the Atari, isn't it? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh man, you can tell what John's been playing the last two weeks or week and a half, however long it's been out. Um, game of the, you know, Game of Thrones is already, right. um, you know, going to have, you know, this coming season and then the season after that, and then they said that's it, the story's done. Yeah, so we don't want to spend too much more story time on this. Is bigger but than the character, that's the yeah. yeah. And so I am excited for this Sunday night. The Walking Dead returns. Negan, if you read the books, Negan makes the governor look like a little tiny sissy boy. Um, yeah, very excited. The cliffhanger ending last season I didn't like. I felt we got shortchanged. Everyone's speculating who does Negan kill. If you read the comics, you know exactly who Negan's skull he caves in. Right. Is it going to be the same person on the show? I don't know. I'm looking forward to this Sunday. Uh, by the way, here's a cool little uh, yeah. here's a cool little uh, uh, snippet for uh, The Walking Dead. We're going to move on to our other topics. Uh, the actress who plays Maggie, the actor who plays Negan, were also Martha and That's Wayne. Right. Yeah, Martha and Wayne Kent. In, uh, More. Yeah. In uh, Batman versus Superman, and Negan was also the comedian mm-hmm. in The Watchmen. He was a th- yeah, um, yeah. Uh, why am I forgetting his name right now? You know his He's, name, dude. Dude, he right. is uh, yeah, Jeffrey yeah. Dean Morgan. Uh, there it is, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, Hello. Uh, his comed his his comedian, uh, fantastic. Oh my gosh, loved his portrayal. Jeffrey Dean Morgan's is is yeah. great, and and and, and, he, and it's like he can do watching him play the comedian. Like yeah. if and no matter what else have you seen, what else you have seen from him, if you watch him play the comedian, like the dude can honestly do anything. Like that dude is versatile. Well, he he he's a great actor, and he has this. You know, uh, it's very funny because, like in quote unquote real life, he is not like this at all. He has this very t- kind of tough guy veneer where you're, right. you're where you're like, I like you and I hate you at the same time. <laughs> yeah, and and that's that's who Negan is in the books. He yeah. is a character. Where you're he's like, charismatic. 
he's charismatic yeah. and you can you can see it's like you you can say i i understand what this man's doing because mm-hmm. of the insane situation that the entire world finds itself in right but he's extremely deplorable in the way that he, <laughs> that he takes care of things yeah and his debut uh in the season finale last year Holy cow! I am. I, I can't wait for this season. Uh, I, I, know, I was on every, the edge of my seat the entire time. Oh yeah, right, right. And I'm with every other Walking Dead fan. I did not like the cliffhanger ending. It was a poor choice. It was a cop out. But that's okay. I'm a forgiving fanboy. <laughs> uh, excited for this Sunday night. I really, you know, I know a lot of people didn't like it. I didn't mind it um, at all. Uh, I thought, you know, it's. You want to talk, I mean, one, you want to talk about a way to make sure people are going to watch next Sunday. Like people have booked that day on their calendars even more now oh, than yeah. they ever Dude, have my, my My DVR is ready. But how many, how many months now, like six months, people have just been, this is the yeah. topic of conversation for six oh, yeah, months. Man. There has been, I mean, every week, you know, just scrolling through Reddit for me, just kind of just reading through some of the main topics there. There is something about Walking Dead and it's been that way every week for six yep. months. So, yeah, man. Whether whether you know you liked it, whether anybody liked it or not, like that is you want to say that is that has been the rumor mill that has been cheap people trying to figure it out. Man, that's just been the they've spun that perfectly to make sure people are paying attention. Yeah, still so I I guess you could say summer. Yeah, so I guess you could say it was actually pretty brilliant. <laughs> it was. I mean, from from a producer <laughs> right? from a producer oh, yeah. standpoint. Absolutely brilliant. Um, that, that and it show worked. and it worked, and that's what's that's what's killer about it is that yeah. Sometimes that doesn't work. Sometimes people are like, dude, who cares? And then like doesn't you know? But it worked in that show. No, oh, I'm never gonna watch again. <laughs> yeah, right. And he'll see you Sunday night, pal. Yeah. You'll be there. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll start texting you Sunday, and you'll tell me to leave you alone because you're watching Walking Dead. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> you know I did. Oh man, good deal. Um, dude, I uh, just kind of want to touch on a few more things before we get to the main. Like, or I guess not a main topic, but I guess our bigger topic of what we've been wanting to, you know, chat about since last week. I know for me it has been, um, but, um, I watched, uh, you know, a couple more episodes of Luke Cage, mm-hmm. um, episodes three and four. Um, same can, here. Can, I, you did. I, I am, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Uh, episode five is on deck. Yeah. It's on queued up for me. Mm-hmm. I, ha- I haven't cheated. I was gonna, I was like, man, I really want to watch episode five, but I didn't, I didn't cheat. I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait. Wait, we'll watch, we're going to talk about it, and we'll watch episode five after that. But um, I'd say episode three was another, was that other just like, just get through this episode to me? That's a very good way to put it. Like episode three <laughs> yeah, right? was, was another is, episode is, that was yeah. just, okay, just get through this episode. And, right? you know, yeah. there's, there was the Black Mariah comment came up in episode three, I believe. Um, yes. Boy, she got she got upset at that. She did not like that at all. Yeah, no, um, she didn't. And I told you, I was like, man, last week I was, I was like, wait, John, like they're going to bring some of that stuff up. But um, <laughs> like episode three, again, is just there's uh, you you get the twist from Frank Wally's character um, who uh, is the detective. Um, Dude, I saw, you know what? Hey, I, dude, I saw that coming from a mile oh, away. Yeah, you could not see yeah, that coming please. any closer. Yeah, that was, that was yeah. nuts. But I, I, but just to throw this out there too, I really like that Again, we actor, don't, we, Frank Wall. Like, we, I really yeah. like him. Uh, he was a dude who was in Career Opportunities uh, back in the day. With, Swimming uh, with Sharks was the movie. Swimming with, with Sharks, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, again, we, we don't want to spoil anything because, you know, there are people who are, uh, you know, maybe haven't started watching or they're catching up. The twist that we're talking about, um, 
and I don't want to poo-poo it because it's definitely. It wasn't. I don't mind talking about. To be honest with you, like, okay, the, okay. Like, right, so let's three, say September thirtieth was a while back. I think if you have, like, if you haven't, cut, like, fast forward the, for a few minutes, and then we'll we get trapped yeah, later. The, but, the, yeah, the 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 crooked cop <laughs> trope. Yeah. yeah. Okay. For the first three episodes, this has been a cop drama. Like that's what it's been. And I'm not yeah, saying okay. it's procedural. Right, no, I, no, I can no, I can give you that. But for the first three episodes, this movie, this this show has been a cop drama, um, which hasn't been too bad because I know waiting in the wings, like that for me, like I can't stand procedurals like in any way in certain <laughs> in certain TV shows. But yeah, right. like especially when it's like like am I watching Law and Order SVU? Like what am I watching right now? Um, <laughs> you you expect the uh, bong bong? <laughs> exactly, man. So. I've been, I've been patiently, I've been patient. I haven't been throwing harsh judgment at it too hardly just because I'm like, okay, I know we're going to get some Luke Cage action soon. Like I know it's coming. I know it's coming. I know it's coming. But I tell you three hours into a television show and it's just like whispers of, of Luke Cage. And I'm like, dude, I am ready. Like, I, you know, I am ready for some Luke Cage. Like let's, let's get going. Well, it's the it's the slow burn, and you know let's let's yeah. let's reference the show we just talked about. Sure. Uh, the The Walking Dead for season one, season two, portion of season three was the slow burn. Yeah. And right. after a while, you're just kind of like, let's get to it already. Yeah. Right. So Luke Cage, uh, you know, had that that slow burn. Now episode three. Uh, did not really, again, you know, I, I, I'm not hating on this show. Uh, it, it's episode four was very good. Yes. Episode. Yeah. Episode three. I just was like, man, I feel like I got to get through this because if it's going to follow the same pattern as, uh, daredevil, which daredevil, daredevil season one was a slow flip flapping burn. Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Say like, get the nunchucks already, <laughs> dude. I am with you though. Quit like, running around in your underwear, you know. Get, get that a, armor on. Get a, get a suit for crying out loud. Yeah, right. Uh, I did know, like the uh, black. I thought the black mask thing was cool though. I liked. I did like. Yeah, that. It, it harkened back a little bit to uh, yeah. Batman Year One yeah. as well. It was too, cool. Which, I very, which, which is a very yeah, which is a very cool book because uh, yeah. that's kind of what Bruce Wayne ran around in before yeah. he became Batman. But uh, you know, the Jessica Jones was was very similar, and it's like ugh, right. By the time you got to episode four, I was in. So I don't want to spend a lot of time on three. Yeah, the the Black Mariah uh, call out was cool. The the twist with you know ooh another crooked cop. Yeah. Uh, but episode four again, I don't want to spoil too much. Uh, really got us into oh, how yes. how Luke Cage became Luke Cage and origin story couple, finally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's like there's a couple of things that really stood out to me on on that is uh number 1 um if you read Power Man in the 70s, he looks like Power Man in the 70s, oh my which goodness is great. gracious. I, I love that when he when he sees himself in the mirror, he's like you look like a damn fool because oh, like, the yeah, so yep. he comes out of the he comes out of this whole thing. And and again, like watch we're not going to tell you we're not going to yeah, we're not going to tell you how we got it, but, but um he kinda, definitely kind of super soldier-esque, a little yeah, super soldier type of thing. Definitely a super soldier moment and um he comes out of there and he breaks out of the prison and uh he sees himself well he steals some clothes he steals yeah he steals a very yellow uh low cut 
wide yellow low cut billowy shirt with blue pants (laughs) blue pants yeah and he's still got some of the gear on from the experiment and uh and he's still got a he's he's got an afro uh a very a smaller one but it's still he's he didn't cut his hair too well looks it looks like he he came roaring out of marvel comics 1976 google image search the original power man outfit yeah it's and it's a very much a it's a funny little call out and i i love those Cute well, it was, moments, it was, but it's, yeah, it it's was very, very similar to uh, the Incredible Hulk when Liv Tyler shows him stretch, stretch purple uh, pants, pur- purple pants. Yeah, he's like, I'm not wearing these. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I thought that was funny. I, I was, I yeah, got a kick out of that. Yeah. Uh, and again, we don't want to spoil a whole lot, but Episode Four gives us the origin story. Now, it doesn't give us the full origin story yeah. as to how, why this prison was doing what it was doing. Uh, they said it was a privately owned prison. Like that was we the know biggest a pri- deal. Yeah. yeah, we know it was a privately owned prison. Uh, we know that uh, somehow, some way, shades. Uh, I think we're going to get an origin for him as well too. I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, shades may or may not have similar abilities to Luke Cage. We don't know yet. Uh, but yeah, episode four was was a good turnaround episode for me. Right. Uh, it uh, looking forward to to five. Yeah. Looking to see where it, where it goes, and you know, it, it's really kind of it, it's laying out like I had expected it to. I, right. I expected the first few episodes uh, to really not wow me. And just, you know, yeah. like, whoa, I just love everything you're showing me right now. Uh, episode four was was really, really good. Good origin story. I would have liked it a little bit sooner. I don't think they needed to slow burn, especially with a character like Luke Cage, who really, when you talk about pulp culture figures, right. okay, Daredevil, while he's not a... a um, in, in, in the same category as a Spider-Man or Superman... Yeah. People know who Daredevil is. Right. People know who Punisher is. Right. There's right. enough. There's enough Punisher uh, merchandise floating around out there that people at least see the skull and like, oh, Punisher. Yeah, yeah. Right. I yeah, think that's Punisher. what that is. Right. Yeah. So we we didn't really need that that crazy slow burn for Daredevil like they gave us in season one. Again, again, not not trashing season one. It's great. It just took a long time to get there. Yeah. With Luke Cage, I, I felt like we didn't need that slow burn because this is a character you need to introduce to folks. Because yeah. like, who is this? You and I know who Luke Cage is, but what about that person who thought Daredevil was great, who doesn't read a lot of comics or maybe has never picked up a comic book? Right. They watched Daredevil. They loved it. They watched Jessica Jones. They loved it. Like, oh, there's another one. There's this Luke Cage. Oh, yeah, he was in Jessica Jones. Yeah, he was in Jessica Jones. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the slow, you know, build up to the episode four. Now, I'm not saying they had to start out with the origin story, but I, I would like to have no. seen maybe by episode two. That's where we got to see it. Two and a half. Like, give me two and a half episodes where it's like, yeah. OK, and then like, let me get let me let's like set up the villains. And I, and I think that's really kind of really what it was like setting up the world around him more than setting up him. And, um, but I, you know, I, yeah, I was a little, I, I'm a little disappointed. I, and I think a little disappointed that we had to wait four episodes for it in my first world yeah. issues. Um, but yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, but my first, my first world problems start yeah, with Luke like, Cage. I don't know why I had to wait four whole episodes. Um, but at the same, but at the same time, it was a character. I think people were more ready for, uh, than Marvel, or the, or like the producers of that show really thought. Um, and I think, I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm so close to this stuff. That's what I think. But at this point, when we, when you've seen two seasons of Daredevil, 
Jessica Jones. We know Luke Cage is coming. We know Iron Fist is coming. And we know that those are going to tie into another series called Defenders. Like, I, I feel like I was ready to see Luke Cage in action very quickly. And yeah, I, I yeah. don't, I, and I don't want to speak to for everyone for that, but every single, every single person, every single character is, is set up to have these like really slow moving, like starts of their season when I feel like the crowd, like the momentum is built already. And mm-hmm. we don't need, we don't need that slow. We don't need the super slow burn anymore. Like, okay, like you can yeah. move a little faster with these newer characters Still, you still have to set up a lot of plotline form and a lot of character development, but we don't need to see. No, and and I think it's because they, I think it's because they have to, because again, they're 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 characters that, outside of the bubble of comic book nerd nerdery, okay, are are sometimes just not well known. Yeah, yeah, right. Because I mean, as much as I absolutely love Jessica Jones, we still don't have an origin for her. No. And we don't, we, no. we think that it's tied to the same chemical company as where, uh, Matt Murdoch got his abilities. Right. Cause it, cause that's mentioned beyond that. We have no idea where she got her strength, where she got her, uh, yeah. abilities. We, we know that she can fly. Um, though that seems to be something she's kind of suppressed and, and hasn't used in a while. And she jumps really well. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. And, and so where with Luke Cage, we get the origin daredevil, we get the origin. Jessica Jones didn't give it to us. Didn't but give we it had to a us. lot of Jessica Jones right away. We did. We yeah, didn't, we, did. we didn't see a lot of, uh, side characters. We didn't see a lot of like oh, her environment as much as we do with Luke Cage. Uh, that's a good point. We had a that's lot of Jessica Jones right away. Um, and, and there's a re it's a rewrapping of Luke Cage, you know, at the same time. Like, because Luke Cage is a character they're literally bringing out and placing into modern time and taking away all of the, um, you know, we talked about it last week, the little bit of the absurdity around that character and just kind of, you know, rewrapping it in a sense. So, you know, there's, there's a lot to, lot to go through there. And I'm, I guess I'm a little conflicted on it, but I don't know. I guess I was more ready than, than, than a lot of people, than I guess I give like the general public for. Like, I was ready to sure, see Luke Cage. I sure. was ready to see a lot of Luke Cage really quickly and like having to go through like four episodes to get to, okay, finally some Luke Cage. Um, but again, music still great. Like everything's everything about the first, what we talked about the first last week is still great. So, uh, yeah, no, no, no complaints there. And if I were to continue my tradition of finding nits to pick, I, I, the fight scenes, uh, remind me quite a bit of the fight scenes in Jessica Jones, where I, I believe that Kristen Ritter needs to have, uh, a little bit more coaching. Uh, the fight choreography. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, for cause, sure. Yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, there were times where she did not make it look believable yeah, at all. Yeah. They're it's like, put some effort into it, girl, yeah. you know? <laughs> and Mike Coulter is the same way. Like there's just moments where yes. you're just like, dude, like very stiff, you are very stiff. You, you definitely look like the dude who can throw a punch. Like make me believe you've thrown a punch yeah. before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, where, you know, with obviously with daredevil, we did not get that. I mean, right from the, you know, he's like, whoop opening up a can so yeah anyway cool. uh the the luke cage uh continues to march on and next time we chat we'll probably be talking episode uh well at least if the minimum episode five possibly six hopefully episode five and six yeah yeah as we kind of march through the series um a couple of uh off topic items 
um, that I was that I was excited to see in the last couple of weeks that I'm not going to spend really much time at all. Uh, Teenage alcohol abuse. Te- what? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just said some off-topic conversation, like teenage oh, alcohol just, yeah, abuse. Yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Vaccinations for your children, yes or no? John, go. No. <laughs> <laughs> this show took a turn. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> this week we talk Luke Cage and <laughs> X-Men. Sh- and, and should you vaccinate, vaccinate your children? Vaccinating your children. <laughs> Next on Reasonable Fanboys. Good grief. Um, no, but there's uh, the new Rogue One trailer came out. Uh, oh, shows yes. A few more. There's a few more nice little tidbits uh, in that little trailer. John just went to heaven. So good. Um, so where I, man, dude, where I become an unreasonable fanboy is yeah. all things Star Wars. You really man. do. You, you oh, really dude, do. I will get I will get fussy buckets when you start. <laughs> I know. I've been on the receiving end of some of those fussy buckets. Right? <laughs> and I'm um, like and I'm just throwing hands up and white flagging it. I'm just like, dude, I can't even with you. Like no, I can't not, you will not win. <laughs> I cannot you will not win. Just, <laughs> no matter how like like if John has strep throat, has a flu, and is constantly pooping, he will still out yell you about Star Wars. Like, That's right. No questions about it. That's there right. There is no compromise there. And it, uh, it takes a real man to defend the prequels, Ryan. It, it takes a real man. It takes someone to do. And I'm glad it's you. And I'm so <laughs> happy it's you. <laughs> uh, well, you know, hey, you know, you know, it's funny because I was thinking about that, that yeah. Rogue One trailer, which looks, you know, fantastic. Oh, it's great. Is this is actually our fourth prequel. Yeah. That's right. Right. Yeah. So th- there's a couple things that come to mind with the trailer and, and we're not going to dig into the trailer. Go see it. You know, you get, you get a couple more shots of Vader, get a couple more shots of Forrest um, Whitaker. You get Forrest yeah. Whitaker, who is a uh, connection to the Clone Wars. Yeah. If you watch the Clone Wars animated series. Uh, so I love that. I love that. Uh, it's really Disney tied has, in. Like it's, it's a big universe with animated is, series as well, is. which is cool and very different than any other like big universe. Like, well, you know, Disney has kind of cool. come under, yeah, Disney has kind of come under a little bit of criticism for, yeah. uh, and, and I think it's unfair because they're not, you know, for people who levy this criticism, they're, they're not really looking into what Disney's doing. Right. There's, there's been a criticism that Disney has just kind of taken the, the prequels and been like, okay, we're going to put this over here and we're going to focus on the original trilogy and, and the, and then the, uh, the force awakens and then episodes eight and nine. Right, yeah. that, that, that's not what they have done. That is not what they have done. You know, I was at Disneyland, uh, this past May for season of the force. My son and I were in absolute heaven. Yeah, man. And there was prequel stuff all over the place. Yeah. Okay. So th- they haven't taken that and just said, okay, pretend like this doesn't exist. No, of course not. No, uh, it, it's just, it's also Disney recognizing that there, the nostalgia factor as much as I love the prequels and I do love the prequels, they're not perfect movies and I'm not going to, and, and we joke and, and I will, sure. I will defend, I will defend a lot of the stuff that goes on in there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will, but I know, you know, yeah. ultimately though, ultimately though, the the two things that they were lacking of mm-hmm. the original trilogy was the charm and the wit. They, those were lacking yeah. in in those three movies. Now, uh, where I think that Episode Seven brought a lot of that yeah. charm and the wit back, yeah. and so I think Disney is looking at that, saying, you know, 
Yes, the prequels were good. The prequels made a lot of money. And for an entire generation of Star Wars fans, Ryan, that is their Star that Wars. Is, yeah, they, exactly right. Because yeah. they were kids. Like right yep. now, James loves Star Wars, but The Force Awakens is his, that's his Star, Star Wars, Wars. Which is great. Right? Yeah, that's awesome. That's his Star Wars. Yeah. Now, you know, he'll watch Empire. He'll watch Jedi. He'll watch, uh, you know, the, the prequels. He always goes back to The Force Awakens because yeah. that's my Star Wars. And right. he has actually exactly said, he's right. like, dad, that's my Star Wars. That's mine. And it, and it makes perfect <laughs> sense. Awesome. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. So, um, but yeah, getting back to Force Whitaker's character, uh, it was in the Clone Wars animated series, which is yeah. ooh, so good. Uh, so yeah, I love that connection there. And I, you know, I'm really excited for this movie. And I know there was a lot of people who were like, Oh my gosh. And they went back and did reshoots and they're like, who's going to stink. It's going to be this mean it's oh. bad, man. Like I don't All understand that, why that's such a stigma. I, yeah. Right. Like, when you, you get know, in the cutting room and you get the production room and you see it on the big screen and you go, you know what? This doesn't look exactly the way I thought it was looking in the field. Exactly. Would you like them to have put out what like, they thought okay, was not going to have be good? them put out the garbage and then yell about it yep. later on? Like I, What's and chill out. You know what? Be, before the be, yeah, right. I know. God, fanboys, dude. They they can really be irritating. They they certainly can. Is that you know every movie, yeah. every movie, yeah, in some form. And and we're not just talking about like big you know mega blockbusters. Okay, every movie in some form in some fashion has a reshoot. The yep. Force Awakens had reshoots. Yeah. Okay, that's what tells me. And let's jump into. I know this isn't a video game podcast. We're not going to talk a lot about video games, but they're they're uh, you know Grand Theft Auto Five, right? Rockstar went back and redid things before they re released it because they're like, this game's not ready. Delay, yeah, yeah. delay, right? And it ended up being. Um, and I'm not a big Grand Theft Auto fan, but it ended up being like one of their biggest games it's ever. One of the best they, sellers of, <laughs> of, of all, all time. time yeah, right? it is one of the best sellers of all time. Yeah. Absolutely, and so. Would gamers have preferred the version that was like, hmm, or what they got? That's why I like it and say, just because they had to go do reshoots, be thankful that someone went, uh, hey guys. That's um, a hard decision. You know what I mean? It is. Like that, right? being that guy, and you're bringing them up right now, being that guy inside of that room. Because, mm-hmm. okay, if you've ever. Because they, they spent a lot of money on that property. Right. And all it would take is one epic epic fart right to ruin because dude you know dude i'm an unreasonable fanboy when it comes to star wars dude Mm -hmm. you muck up my star wars i'm gonna get really really grouchy yeah yeah right well here's the deal and and it and and i'm gonna bring that up again but if you google some some of um uh some sound what are called sound stages um and if you've ever seen one of these it's where they mix movies this console that they mix a movie on has a like over a hundred it's usually about 128 um faders on it 128 yeah, channels yeah. that is sound effects for the movie that is soundtrack for the movie that is dialogue that is background noise that is one of about every piece every everything you're hearing is coming from its own sound source Every little thing that you're hearing is coming from its own sound source so in every scene you have this whole setup you also have a giant like it's, it's, it's really it's a movie theater is really what it is. It's a movie theater that they mix from that. They have a giant soundboard in. They are at that stage with these with these movies and someone stands up, makes the entirely tough call, stands up and goes, there's something not right. Now, that room that they're in is not a cheap room. They're more than likely renting it. 
Um, they, they lease those things. Um, I know George Lucas has his own soundstage at his ranch and everything like that. But in a lot of these movies, they, they don't have that. They're just, they're leasing these rooms. Yeah, they're, they're paying Mr. George Lucas they're for that paying, They're paying a lot of people a lot of money to just be in there for three hours. Like that is, yeah. you know, and for someone to stand up and go, you know what? We got to go back. That is, that is the yeah. toughest decision that any producer and director will ever make is inside that room. And, and, I, and I firmly believe that, that Disney, what they have done with Marvel and the MCU, yeah. what they've done so far with Star Wars and, and not just Force Awakens. I mean, that includes the Rebels uh, animated series that's on Cartoon Network. It includes the uh, books that yeah. are available that are official canon. Yeah. All of those, Disney has made it an absolute forefront point to ensure that this is Star Wars. Yep. And that and, and when I say that, every Star Wars fan knows exactly you don't need to explain it. This is Star Wars. And if it took that one person or a collection of people to say, This doesn't feel Star Wars, then thank you. Yeah. It, they went back and, and, and needed to adjust what needed to be adjusted. So yeah, it, it's it, your typical internet knee jerk reaction. Oh, it's going to stink. Keyboard oh, it's going to be, be like, terrible. Yeah, that's all right? it is. Keyboard warriors. Yep. And that's yep. all it and, is. And uh, I will be there on opening day. There is no doubt. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's I awesome. think it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. I really do. Uh, very, very interested to see how they, they fit. Darth Vader into this because, uh, you know, for episode four, uh, Darth Vader is, you know, he's on a leash and we don't know why he's on a leash. Very cool. He's answer. Yeah. He's answering to governor Tarkin for some reason. Why is Vader just leashed and lashed down? (laughs) Maybe, uh, you know, rogue one's going to show us, maybe he screwed up somewhere. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, Emperor Palpatine, uh, that was his punishment because, you know, by the time we get to Empire Strikes Back, it's Vader off the chain. You yeah, know? Vader, that's, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. We're pre, yeah, we're pre New Hope yeah. here. So, um, yeah, Vader unleashed when we got to episode four. Well, everything five, was super, still me, yeah. super political, you know, in the prequels, um, in episodes one, two, and yeah. three, everything was super mm-hmm. political. Episode, I expect Rogue One to be that that transition movie. Well, of, because the, the Senate is still yeah. there, yeah. right? Of, because of, it's setting up, yeah, yeah the Senate is still the rebel. In, uh, takeover. Yep. So Senate is still in play. Yeah. Uh, you know, Vader, it does not have, you know, Vader doesn't carry uh rank yeah. in the empire. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, yeah, obviously, but you know, dude, I'm a Vader fan. So of course, you know, I just, you wrap your arms around empire strikes back. Cause it's just Vader doing whatever he darn well pleases. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, I, I, I and who knows? I, I you know, I, there's, there's been like a yeah. script leak on the internet. It's like, I don't want to read it. I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to know. So I'm hoping maybe rogue one shows us a little bit. Why is yeah. Vader so restrained in episode four? Um, and, and so, yeah, very excited for that. December 16th. So we'll be there. They're already printing their money. Oh yeah. The money's already been printed. Um, the next thing that I would, um, next quick thing, I say quick thing because we just spent like 15 minutes on that. I know, right. We, we may not get <laughs> into that big meeting meet this time, yeah, but that's all right. We'll see. Um, uh, the, uh, the uh, movie that I'm actually really looking forward to that's not getting a lot of, um, it's not getting a lot of press right now is uh dark tower. Um, 
and it's uh, actually Marvel did a Dark Tower comic book run, uh, and Dark Tower yes. is from Stephen King. It's a seven mm-hmm. book series. It actually just recently Oof. finished, not too long ago. Yeah, right. Um, and uh, Dude, that's a that's a that's a tome. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's an epic. Oh, it's it an is epic. an epic for sure. And it's not the same as every other Stephen King novel. So if you're thinking it's horror, it's not. It's really no, cool. No. It's a sci-fi western, um, and it has to do with time travel, and it has to do with um, uh, other uh, other worlds and other parallel universes. Um, it is a wide-spanning sci-fi fantasy um, that is written uh, extremely well. Um, and and we're going to get some Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. All right. right about, yeah, all right. All Man right, in black. Right. Hey, he's good. Yeah. So he's. Kimosabi, <laughs> when that sun rises over them hills, <laughs> you talk to the black crow and he'll give you the. Four one one. All right, you got you know what I'm talking about. Thanks, Mr. McConaughey. Nice to have you drop by. All right. Speaking you of Matthew it. McConaughey, just for a moment, he's actually teaching um, a film class in UT Austin. So I would I would attend immediately. Oh my god, I've already signed up. Like <laughs> I'm already taking classes. I'm going. Yeah, uh, I think I think an awesome. acting class taught by Matthew McConaughey or Jeff Goldblum. You just you you have to be there. Well, you're that. there. You got to be there. Um, Jeff Gold Jeff, but Jeff Goldblum's the man. I love that guy. <laughs> But uh, I don't even know how he came up in this conversation. You, but, hey, yeah. you, you brought him in. That's okay with me. Yeah, um, hey man, Jeff Goldberg. But, uh, but Dark Tower. So if if you're curious about it, like uh, Marvel actually does a comic series or a graphic novel series on those. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. That's actually their prequels to the book. And Stephen King was a producer on those, and he actually did contribute a yeah. lot to those stories. Um, but the Dark trailer, seller too. Big, big seller for oh, Marvel yeah. too. Did Dark, very, did very well. The trailer was actually leaked. Um, online, it was actually an unfinished yeah. trailer. It still had green screen in it. I posted it, it, once it came <laughs> up. I know I still post it. <laughs> yeah. Once it came up, it's in our Twitter <laughs> feed. But I don't know if it's still. I saw that. Yeah. I don't know if it's still out there. I don't know if it's still. I think maybe pulled, but it still had green screen in it. But I tell you, um, seeing like the actor who's going to play Jake, um, seeing that story, man, that's going to be super heart wrenching. Um, and I'm so glad it doesn't seem like they're trying to wrap up the whole they're not trying to do a series in one movie. They're not giving it one shot. It seems like they're really going to be able to give it its full, um, it's full run. So I'm excited to see that. Yeah. So hopefully we'll no, have I, Dark I, Tower, I, yeah. you know, second novel and third and fourth. Yeah, I agree. But yeah. Um, after that, Dr. Strange trailer. Oh, that's February 17th, by the way, Dark Tower, February 17th, mm-hmm. 2017. So that's when that's coming out. And then, uh, a new Dr. Strange international trailer was out this week. Um, gives us a little more Dr. Strange and the IMAX movie previews. I tried desperately to, to attend, could not get a ticket. Um, but they had IMAX previews, uh, for those. And it was 15 minutes of the movie and not one person walked. It's like not one person walked out of there going, this is going to be terrible. Like apparently this is good. That's good. This is, this is really standing up to, to a lot of the, uh, to, to a lot of criticism and saying, nope, this is going to be a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, one of the new, uh, TV spots that I caught, uh, this, this weekend watching the, uh, foosball, uh, mentions the Avengers in it mm-hmm. and, you know, starts out with basically kind of saying, you know, the Avengers take care of what can be seen. We take care of the things that cannot be seen and, uh, very, very loose paraphrase there folks. Right. Uh, so, you know, I found that very interesting that, uh, you know, Dr. Strange, very, very interesting character. Um, 
and, and for those of you who may wonder why in our Twitter feed, <laughs> Ryan jokes about me taking uh, Excedrin <laughs> or uh, aspirin. Make sure you uh, have some aspirin before you head in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the backstory behind that, if you haven't listened to a previous episode, is I read a Doctor Strange comic like way, way back in my youth, and it gave me a splitting headache. And <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, so the only thing I equate Doctor Strange with is a headache. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I'm still seeing the movie, of course, but you know it. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of you know I, I still feel, and I'm excited to hear that you know the preview audiences are saying it's going to be great. I think they can be a little skewed because it's catering to a certain audience. Well, sure. Is yeah, yeah right. Uh, but I find it very interesting, and and I applaud Marvel uh, for doing this. Is throwing in just the word. Avengers. That's going to be enough for someone who's on the fence and going, well, oh, another comic book movie. Where the heck does this guy fit into all of this? Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because he's, you know, um, he's a very, very different character. He's a cool character. Yeah. I like I like Doctor Strange. He's a very cool character, but he's very different from anything that we've we've seen before. Yeah. And so. I, I applaud Marvel for that. I don't I don't see that as a slider like, ooh, Marvel's worried. I don't think Marvel's worried. I think Marvel just kind of hit like, okay, we know we're gonna get our core group of MCU fans. You and I are gonna go see it yeah. along with every you know, every which is gonna make core. its money right there. Yeah. <laughs> but you also yeah, right? But you also want uh, you know, uh average moviegoer. And and I think that there is because there is so I read a really great article, I wanted to send it to you in 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 that about how much content Marvel has yeah. between the movies and their TV shows. Agents of shield has over 46 hours of content already. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. That it starts to become a tough sell. And so, um, because you're just asking for so much of your fans, right. And there's just so many hours of the day. And so I, I love the fact that, that Marvel, you know, threw in a little Avengers line in there, saying that yes this man does exist or this character does exist mm-hmm. alongside the mm-hmm. avengers yeah. but don't be expecting tony to come flying in with wisecracks um <laughs> you know 30 minutes into the movie yeah um god i hope not um we don't need any tony stark in we're, this yeah, we're, we're okay. yeah we're okay yeah we're okay right we're now. good we're good we're good let tony take a breather uh, so yeah, I, I applaud Marvel for doing that. I don't think it was a desperation move. It's going to be a very successful movie. I just love the fact for again for the average moviegoer who's going again, where does this cat? What, what is he doing? Right? Yeah. Uh, they're saying, I like that. I like that. It, it's going to be it's going to be very good. I, I was uh, not nervous at all about Benedict Cumberbatch being. Cast for I mean, he looks great. I, I, he really looks great. <laughs> I lean towards a Keanu Reeves. I remember when he was being, you know, considered yeah. because, you know, uh, Keanu's a cool dude. I, I, I think Keanu gets a bad rap. He sometimes. does get a bad rap, but I'm with you on Keanu. I am a fan. I like. I, I know. I, I love watching I the guy. That cat. I, I dig that cat. He's got Man, a chari- you know, He's got this like charisma about him that's super he does. Like, approachable and. Like he's like, oh, I can hang no. out with this guy like after a take or like. Have you seen? Have you seen John Wick? Dude, John Wick. But that's what I was saying. Dude, he's, like, he can't he's do. So awesome in John Wick, he man. He can't do Doctor Strange because he's got John Wick too. That's coming. Yeah. So I know, right? That's gonna be very cool oh, too. Man, but, I'm so excited about you John know, Wick too. Because Stephen Strange is not a charismatic nah, wisecracker. He's, he's, he's kooky. Yeah. He's very. He's very wooden. 
Yeah. Right. And he, cause he's a, he, he's uh for those who don't know the Stephen strange backstory, we'll give you a little bit. He is a doctor. Neurosurgeon. Okay. He's, he's yeah, he's a neurosurgeon. Yeah. And so he's a very serious man. He takes what he does very serious as rightfully well, he, course, he yeah. should. Cause <laughs> I he's hope so. operating, he's operating on brains. Super uh, so yeah. About it. <laughs> yeah. Just another day of the office. Um, yeah. So, you know, when Keanu was being considered for that role, man, I was like, dude, that'd be cool. That would fit it perfectly. Yeah, fit totally fine. You know, and then it just, it didn't work out for whatever the reason. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then it was announced that Benedict Cumberbatch and, you know, I remember people were like, Oh my God. I'm like, I can yeah. see that. Yeah. I can see that. Right. Yeah. And, look and look what, at a few Dr. Strange. They've done a wonderful job, like kind of, and he's got the look already, like a very long face. Like he's got yeah. the, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, uh, the way they do his, his, uh, facial hair and stuff like that, it, they've got him like he's, he's totally fine. He's going to, he looks the part he really does. Yeah, he's, he, he's, he's going to be fine. Yeah, if, if there's great. anything, if there's anything that you can say about, uh, the MCU is their casting for the most part. And I know we touched on this last week yeah. for the most part has been spot yeah, on there, sure. there. There's been, there's been a few misses where, yeah. you know, Terrence Howard, where you're, you're like, kind of what? Yeah. Tony. Tony, Tony my friend, my friend and mentor, Tony, Tony Stark. Stark. Tony, Tony, is that you? Is that you flying around up there, Tony? What, what you doing in that suit, Tony? Oh, you Tony, so Tony, crazy. That, Tony, that better not be you shooting better down my airplanes. Better not be you shooting down my airplanes. <laughs> we just made him like extremely just, effeminate. You know, he sucked. <laughs> he sucked so bad. I watched uh, Wayward Pines, and Terrence Howard plays oh, a lead role God. in Wayward Pines. Yes, and he to does. be but to be honest with you, man, like I was watching this with Lauren, and I'm like at the end of like one of the at the end of one of the episodes, I'm like, where was that Terrence Howard in 2008? Like, where yeah, was you know that what? guy? <laughs> you still get the you still get the lousy Terrence Howard. Did you ever see the movie Prisoners with Hugh Jackman? I missed out on that one, dude. Heavy. <laughs> Is it good, Terrence Howard? <laughs> No, no, it's just heavy, heavy themes. Uh, Hugh Jackman and Terrence Howard both both play dads whose children are kidnapped, and and um, they they end up catching the guy who they think kidnapped their kids, and Hugh Jackman like tortures him, dude. I mean, it was like, you know, and it was it's a it's a good movie because It's um, it's a light watch with the family. Oh, dude, it's a knee slapper. Uh, uh, you know, I hate playing this card because it's so like just boring and stupid that, you know, as a parent, you the worst thing you could ever think about is someone taking your child. No. Right. Yeah. N- not not to take a serious downturn on a comic book <laughs> podcast. But go. yeah, I know. <laughs> Guys, let's talk about child abduction for a while. No. Um, <laughs> but but, you know, I watch it. Yeah, right. I, I watch that. And I'm just like, wow, the the extent that Hugh Jackman's character goes to in this movie. I'm like, I can see him going to that because the very thought. Oh, sure. Of, yeah. So anyway, but Terrence Howard is in that movie and oh, brother, he just, he stinks. Hey, Wolverine. <laughs> Wolverine. <laughs> what are you doing you, here, Wolverine? Is, is that you popping your claws over there, Wolverine? <laughs> it's like he's sassy. Mm. Why don't he get sassy? Mm. You pop those claws. <laughs> You know, I know Tony Stark. <laughs> oh my gosh, man! Holy. I still, I still can't imagine just that Ooh. that that screening room and someone just going, "Hey, this was all great, guys, but we're going to talk about uh, Mr. Terrence Howard." I'm looking at this short list here of, of folks we got. got. Who's got? I see Don Cheadle. They have Don Cheadle's agent, right? Um, Let's go, Don Cheadle's number, please, please get someone, please. Yeah, right, please. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, he was wanting to be. I don't want to. Uh, we're going crazy, but um, he was wanting to be paid more than than Robert Downey for that role. Well, well, he was in the first one. Terrence Howard was the highest highest paid actor, paid actor in Iron Man one. More than than Lebowski. How does that happen? <laughs> Jeff Bridges, because the man. Because hey next man, time, that's, baby. where's my where's my credence tape, man? You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, like the dude. Like, how do you get paid? No, that right? wasn't was it the. Yeah, was Jeff Bridges dude. was yeah. the Lebowski. Yeah, yeah. The, Bridges, yeah, the dude. Yeah. yeah, how do you get paid more than the dude? I don't know. You should. That's a crime. I, by the way, I, I know, dude. We, we may not get to what we want to talk about, <laughs> no. but I I know. Yeah, this is a good show, though. I had a lot of fun. Uh, is dude, I still wish Obadiah Stain had lived. I I could use some Obadiah Stain. I hear you MCU. on that, dude. Yeah, Obadiah I wish they, I wish they hadn't be... killed him. They had to they though had I to wrap say, that movie into a completion story, though. They did. Although I will say this, though. I will say this. I, I, based on what we've seen in Luke Cage. Okay. Yeah. I, I think Justin Hammer makes a return. Oh, well, yeah. He's, I love that he's referencing Luke Cage. Yeah. So yeah, love right? that he's referencing Luke Cage. He, he is the sole weapons manufacturer pretty love much it. at this point. I just right? love it. I just love yeah, it, man. Like this, I love that. Oh, yeah. So when good. they call it Hammer Tech, right? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Sam Rockwell needs to return as Justin Heck, Hammer. Yes, he does. Yeah, he does. Oh, so yeah, good. Does, right now. The dude, and um, it would be good, it would be good timing for him too. I mean, Infinity War. I mean, if the Earth is trying hey, to defend man. itself from he's got, a, he's got from money Thanos. to make. Yeah, right. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Who knows? He's so, but pay yeah, some of those fines. Yeah, right. I know, dude. I did. I we need some more Justin Hammer in the MCU. The Sam Rockwell's sure. so good. Yeah, he was. Originally, he you know he he uh, auditioned out. for Iron Man. I know. Yeah, that's that was a that would have been a mistake. Yeah, it wouldn't have been. Right. He wouldn't. He would not have been a good Tony. He's Stark. an ex. I mean, he is. He's, I mean, perfect casting. Even though he's like kind of a B character, like you know, mm-hmm. he was the he was kind of the villain, like in the second he's movie. A, like, well, he's a Tony Stark wannabe. Yeah, he wanted to be everything. Right? He, he wanted. I mean, yeah, perfect. Even down to those little in Iron Man two where he's where he tells them to get the podium off the stage and get that get that yeah. out of here. Like you hear him mumble. Get that out of here. Like it's just stuff like that. This is yeah. I don't know if that's scripted or not, but that was like stuff like that's just super perfect. And just like the whole organic ice cream, <laughs> you know. I like to eat my dessert first. This is organic ice cream. I haven't flown in from San Francisco. It's well, like it's, you Italian, know, it's it, Italian ice cream. It's gelato. It's yeah. Italian ice cream. Gelato, I gelato. Get it, I get it flown in from San Francisco. <laughs> Yeah, man, he was great. And dude, and when he lays out all the weapons for, for when they're when they're making War Machine out of the prototype tough, armor, tough crowd. And he, and he, yeah, and he, well, he's just going through. He's like, he goes, I know this is what you're looking at right here. And it like just everything. He's like, okay, and just the way he's just delivering and when he's done, and he's just like, you're giving me nothing. He, you're giving me nothing. That's all I got. And he just ends up like, we'll take it. You know, it was just uh, Sam Rockwell's just great, man. He's yeah. just so cool, so good. Well, oh, there's, there's one, I know we, we had some apocalypse we want to talk Dude, about, I, but I, we may I, have to, I, I know like, ugh. it's going to be a long one if we go that direction. Let, let's do this. Let's do this. We, we do have, uh, let, let's, let's prime our fans for next week. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's been an uh, hour and twenty. Jen, we haven't I know, even. I know, yeah, we've been talking just about talking. Well, which well, is dude, we hit some really, we hit some really great stuff, yeah, man. Um, so let, let's get you all ready for next week. So you guys have heard Ryan and I, uh, express our discontent over the X franchise next week. We had a full intention this week to really kind of dig into apocalypse, not just blow it up. Cause there is some stuff in apocalypse. that is that is cool. Some fun stuff and in apocalypse. There is, there is, we don't, we don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. No, no, no. Okay. We, we do try to find and as much as I don't like Deadpool. Okay. 
I still think it sucked overall. There's still a lot of stuff in Deadpool. Are you gonna like, say, you're going to say that in every episode, aren't you? I am. I am. Dude, I'm going to get Twitter so upset. Good no, grief. I know. But there, but there's some there's some very cool things in Deadpool that I really liked what they did. Yeah. And it's very it's very similar to I just hit the mic with my nose. Um, it's not a show unless I'm banging my head on something or, you know, sniffing. Right. <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> Uh, th- there's there was a lot of cool things in Apocalypse. There was also a lot of things that, for all the hard work the Days of Future Past did, yeah. were kind of undone. Which brings us to, which was probably going to be our last topic for tonight, is uh, I watch a lot of football on Sundays. Everyone knows Sunday is football Sunday. And so uh, yeah. I have this, I have the Sunday ticket. So I'm watching, you know, yeah, watching man. all the games that are happening in my Arizona Cardinals division, who, by the way, had a huge win last night. Go Cards is uh, saw a couple TV spots for Legion, which is going to be the X-Men TV series. Right. And I haven't seen a thing about this thing. Not excited for that at all. No. Yeah. They and and we're going to cliffhang our fans. Fox at this point has no business delivering a TV show because they cannot get their movies right. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that doesn't. I'm with you 100%. And just to echo your point, no business doing that. They understand. cannot even get, they can't get their movies right. Why are they going to deliver a TV series that at this point, Ryan, doesn't even look like it's going to exist in the X universe on the big screen? Dude, I mean, they're just going full DC at that point. And DC, DC, well, at, least, D, at, least, like, there, there's, at least DC has stated the difference between the two. True. At least they finally, yeah. they finally, at least DC finally had to come out and say, look. We've got our, this is the DC EU. What you see in the theaters is different than what you see on the TV right. show. So don't expect it to be the same flash. Right. Once they did that, people are like, oh, okay, yeah. I'm cool. That's cool. That's fine. Fox hasn't done this with Legion. Now I could be all wet. Maybe it is going to have something to do with the um, X-Men universe on the big screen. Maybe. Because they've, 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 they expanded it already with Deadpool. And that's one of the things I loved about Deadpool was very evidently it exists within the cinematic X-Men yeah, universe. That's great. Yeah. Thank you. It's, that's where it belongs. Yeah. Where does this Legion fit in? And you can't get your movies right. You can't get the continuity right. You cannot get a consistent flow of a storyline going. Yeah. And now you're going to introduce a TV show, which, by the way, Ryan, I got to tell you, I have zero interest in watching. Uh, zero. Man. <laughs> 0. 0.0%. Yeah, and that hurts. And I tell that you, hurts and because and I watched, because I, I love the X Men too. All right, so <laughs> how dare you? No, I'm so, like, and I have I'm how with dare you, you right? No, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I hear my friends at work talking about Flash season three, and I'm like, not dude, even you and I. I'm you out. and I are in the minority on on the CW. I'm dude, so I mean, out. Yeah, dude, I, I've got, uh, I, dude, I got people who like, you know, almost want to bare knuckle brawl me in no. the streets. There's too much that's screwed up, and I can't like, and I just don't even. I don't, it's like, I don't have the time for you to fit in like redemption for that for me. Like, yeah, like I don't have the time for it. Like, you know what? Like, no, it's just, it's a lot of TV, man. So it's a lot of commitment. And at that point at season, the finale of season two, like I was like, cool. I watched it. I bought it like a dumb, dumb because it wasn't streaming anywhere. And I, and I feel like I wasted money on it and I'm done with it. It's like, no, you're a, you're a, you're a ding dong dummy. I'm a, I feel like a dumb ding dong dummy. (laughs) <laughs> um, and so like, I'm done with that. I actually did watch the first episode of agents of shield season four because it did introduce ghost rider goose rider, which I've been like, I've been on the edge. Who drives on. a car? Who drives a car? I'm like, I'm okay with it. Like I'm actually told, oh. I'm, I don't mind. I really don't. 
Tradition, Ryan. Tradition. <laughs> Ghost Riders belongs on a on a hog <laughs> with Nick Cage, and <laughs> so you're right. We, who, by the way, yeah. Which fun fact on the Twitter feed this week, right? Nick Cage pulled his. He's Nick Coppola from Francis Ford Coppola. He is. He's a Coppola, but he pulled mm-hmm. Cage from Luke Cage. Yeah, Nick he Cage. did. There you go. Nicholas Cage is a huge comic book fan. Yeah, he is. He is. He's he's a legit comic book fan. He so, loves it. Anyway. That was fun. Um, I have a I have a few questions and and to wet. I have our, I have no answers. I have no answers <laughs> to, right to talk about our next week's <laughs> apocalypse episode. I have a few questions um, to think about because this was one of my main questions from the original. Now the original X Men timeline has been reset from Days of Future Past. No, no. I don't, I, th- I think, uh, wasn't that the intention? I'm, I'm, just, I'm just straight shooting you down. Like, I'm sorry. That, that's I'm, a, for no, point no. number. I'm, I'm not even finished with point number no, one. No, Ryan, you could not be more wrong. <laughs> like that was, I'm sorry, that dude. Was, that's some, that's so just rubbish for me to do that. I'm sorry <laughs> from, uh, okay, go ahead and finish. Cause I don't think, I think that timeline still exists. I just can't find it though. Anyway, so that timeline, and then that's the that's the problem. Is like, does it exist or doesn't it? Because Logan apparently will exist in the same time frame as X Men Three. But that's that's so okay. Yeah. So again, here here we go. So Days of Future know, Past right? happened. It's supposed to reset. Einstein, Einstein can't figure this out. Dude. We're supposed to reset. Stephen Hawking's tried. He gave up. He was like, he tried I'm to out. figure this out. Like it yeah. just doesn't go right. So. This is stupid. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Don't stop trying. Um, so we're supposed to reset from X-Men, like X-Men 3, essentially. X3 was not really supposed to happen at this point then. Because Days of Future Past went back and reset the, just essentially just reset everything. So it started a second timeline. Now, where it's kind of like Back to the Future timeline, if you can think of it in that way, where it's, it's that's how time travel works in this universe. It's back to the future style. Um, they go back, they reset it. The question I have is the apocalypse moments. There is nothing in the old universe, nor in this new universe that would stop apocalypse from, from, from happening. So apocalypse should have happened in the original timeline. According to all of this, there was nothing to stop apocalypse from even coming back in the original timeline. So how are we in the eighties fighting apocalypse without referencing any, like without, you know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's nothing in the new timeline that would reset like apocalypse coming back. He should have been coming back in the eighties anyway. Well, just accept it. Right. I mean, that, that, that's the answer. Now let's, let's throw back a little bit to John's love for star Wars. There are continuity issues between the prequels and the original trilogy. And, and as much as I try to spin that into sweet cotton candy, there are just some continuity issues that you just like, they goofed. Yeah. Okay. They goofed. And you just, you accept it and you move on. I think why it bothers me so much more with Apocalypse is because the prequels were darn near 30 years after the original trilogy. Right. So some of that can be forgiven. Okay. We're talking two years. Dude, I know. This is, the, this is the third movie in the franchise. In this, this prequel well, transfer, for prequel yeah. franchise. Now, from what I understand... 
of the the timeline is uh the original timeline which would include x1 x2 x3 and origins still technically exists what we're being seen now yeah is the second timeline so it's like think of it kind of like star trek okay the Star Trek that we that we see on the big screen now, right, exists at the same time as the original Star Trek, but a different timeline. So it didn't do away right. with what came before, right? It didn't it didn't erase the slate. Okay, okay, right, it makes sense, right? I got yeah. So you, I mean, it, it yeah that that was the whole point was that it does like Star Trek. Uh, well, that's how you could fit like Leonard Nimoy in there, like that's Spock. Like I get that. And that's why, like, CBS, if they wanted to do a Star Trek show and have it in the quote-unquote original timeline, they can, and right. it doesn't affect anything. Right. Okay? And we live in the... We, we're comic book fans. We understand that. We understand that yeah. the, all these different Earths and timelines. Yeah. Okay? Th- see, this is the problem, Ryan. This is the problem, is that it, it, is, it doesn't make sense. You, you can try to rationalize it. And dude, I have gone through every online explanation and you cannot make it work. And it, it doesn't fit right. Yeah. And, even is, and even in Wolverine, right? It, it, he has no adamantium on his claws. Yeah, he, yeah. And that's what's starting to blow me away because I don't understand. So was that the so end th- th- of Days of Future Past where he gets drowned and then taken by Mystique who's dressed up as. Uh, why as, did they just not? Why did they just not leave him as Colonel Striker? Why did they have to make him Mystique? And, and dude, that's, that is, that's and the we'll most get, confusing part because if it's we'll, Mystique, we'll get more into this. Yeah, we'll get more into this next week. Yeah. Had they simply and, and this is Brian Singer. I'm sorry, dude. For for everybody who out. wants to, for everyone who wants to lob grenades at Zack Snyder, but yeah, just love Brian Singer, Brian Singer, GTFO out of my X Men universe, please. Okay, you're being too cute. It, had they just simply left at the end of Days of Future Past, that was Colonel Striker, not who Mystique. fished him out and left it. That answers so that, yes. many things. That would that I have zero questions about a lot of things at that point. It doesn't even make sense that that and it would be Mystique on that boat because the only interaction that she had with Logan was at the end of the flip flapping movie when she sees him fighting the Sentinels. They didn't. But they, they didn't never, have a conversation. They didn't have a conversation. She doesn't know who he is. The only thing Logan knows about Mystique is the memories that he brings of her from right. the future. Right. But he has no idea of this version of Mystique. They don't even get within sniffing distance of each other. I don't understand. So she d- at all. she doesn't even know what his abilities are, right? Not from what I, I mean, can tell. She, she, well, she she probably saw him pop the bone claws out. Right. Okay. Okay. He gets smacked around a lot, so she could probably connect the dots that he's got a either uh, maybe not maybe she doesn't know it's a healing factor, but she could be like, he's well, he's got maybe it, he's yeah. a mutant. He's got probably some tough skin. He's tough to he's yeah. tough to hurt. He can take a licking, but keep on ticking type of thing. Um, but other than that, there is nothing. Why would she even be remotely interested 
and fishing him out of the out of the Potomac. I don't understand. That's that's the one big and the only thing I can think about it was a it it's was Brian a, Singer being cute, dude. It was that's a callback to is. the first X Men of the senator having the glowing eyes at the end of the yep. movie. And yep. if that's what you were going for, Brian, screw you, dude. Are you serious? Yeah. That's Come what I'm saying. On. GTFO out of my X Men universe. Like dude. I am so upset about this, and I can I say what you will about Zack Snyder. I know, right? I'm getting over top again. <laughs> no, dude. Is, uh, is that at least Zack Snyder had maintained a consistent continuity between Man of Steel and Dawn of Justice. Yeah, no, he's got continuity. Like, <laughs> yeah, bring, bring, yeah. Say what you will. I know there's a lot of Zack Snyder haters out there, but you know the way that yeah. Bruce sees Metropolis being blown apart, that interspersed was, with that was great connection. Seamless. Yeah, that was great. Seamless, right? Yeah. So again, this was just, in my opinion, Brian Singer just being cute. And and we'll get more into this next week where I think Brian Singer's fascination with X-Men is how many characters can I pack into a movie? Don't worry about backstory, guys, because what made First Class so freaking cool was holy smokes. Did they make us like those new characters? Oh, man. We got to learn everything about them. What made Days of Future Past so great? When Magneto calls out Xavier saying, where were you? And he just goes down the list of all the mutants yeah. from that first oh, yeah. class that were that were experimented on, that were tortured and then killed. And that's such a oh, great man. emotional moment where he's all, where were you, Charles? You know, it's almost sounding like Ian McKellen when he says it. Where were you, Charles? Yeah, man. When they were pulling the wings off of Angel and and dissecting, you know, uh, I, I forget the, the Azazel. Um, Azazel. When they're dissecting and say, where were you, Charles? Made us again feel this connection to these characters. At the Apocalypse, you had one of the coolest modern mutants in Psylocke. And I'm not talking about the sex appeal. Psylocke is a very cool character. Yeah, man. New mutants. And like, did. So cool. And, and when Olivia Munn was cast as her, I'm like, I'm it down works. with that. Totally, totally fits. Did zero with her. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. Totally meh. Dark Angel. Yeah, Dark Angel. The whole thing about yeah. it. Yeah. Dark Angel, zero. Dude, Dark that Angel was, so was one of the most. Dark Angel for me was the uh, pinnacle of the X Men animated yes. series. Yes. I had Archangel um, figurines. Mm-hmm. I Whenever I went and played Laser Tag, that was my code name. Like, I loved Archangel. And in the comics, when he becomes Dark Angel, when he becomes one of Apocalypse's yeah. horsemen, it is tragic oh my gosh it's heart-wrenchingly tragic and in his his path to redemption some of the x-men story x-men storytelling in the 80s and 90s were so superior to yeah unreal even even after the image guys left uh and x-men continued to just yeah so good so you had so you had two of them of modern um, when we say modern, within the last 30 years of, of uh, existence, because yeah. Wolverine's been around a long time, Cyclops has been around a long time, in Psylocke and Archangel slash Dark Angel, and you do zero with them. Yeah. And you just simply, and even Magneto, you made him a lackey. Yeah. That's the, and yeah. You, you, you made him a gullible idiot. Yeah. And we'll, we'll dig more into this next week. That's, yeah. Didn't yeah, want to talk too it, much it's, on this, it, but that's those, it, it, like those are the big questions that we're going to be bringing to the table. I know we're already getting worked up about it, but 
I know, I right? Just, <laughs> we're all just I, like, you know, we, and I think fight. this started off with, you know, when I saw X-Men one and I watched X-Men one, um, just a few, just a few hours ago. Oh, original or, X-Men. Yeah. X-Men. Like, two, like 2000, 2000 X-Men. Yeah. And I tell you the, the relationship between, um, Magneto and Charles Xavier is so rich and it oh. tells so much. And of course, Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart, of course, just brilliant actors. Um, right. No matter what. But but the way that they talk with each other, it's so um, it's it's professional and it's so but it's it's got this like pain. There's so well, much and, pain behind it. And, and and that's why I will say Fassbender and McAvoy had yeah, that. Together. They get it. No, they, they nail it. They had it. They do it. Mm-hmm. They do it yeah. really well. Um but I tell you, they're um, watching a couple of those, watching that scene at the beginning. Um, if, if you watch it again, it's it, the, the movie starts off with Magneto's um, Magneto's little story where he's, yeah. he's in, he's being, yeah. you know, in, in, um, into in, Krakow. Yeah. Into Krakow. Yeah. Um, mm. Thank you. Uh, starts off with that, then goes to the um, Senate meeting where Jean Grey is, is talking about the Mutant Registration Act, right? Um, mm-hmm. Which is kind of cool because just Civil War just came out and it's like Mutant Registration. Tony was all for like, it. Yeah, like Tony, Tony was all for it. He should have been on stage with her, like right then and yeah. there. Like, like you know, it's ripping off <laughs> Spider-Man's uh, uh, hood and saying, you know, I'm yeah, Peter Parker. Right? Like that was, that, was a, that was one of those moments I kind of forgot about that it was a side story, mm-hmm. that it was the Mutant Registration yeah, right. Act. And I was like, dude, yeah, that man. is... That's cool. Like I just seeing Civil War just recently, um, because X Men, of course, play a huge role in Civil War. Um, but watching that and watching the scene that they do uh, as Magneto leaves, as Eric leaves, the, their conversation that they have, you know, and yeah. and Eric turns around and says, you know, you're going to need to stay out of my way on this one, old friend. And it's just old friend, old friend, and yeah. I that's where all that started and that's the origin of those conversations. And we get to see McAvoy and Fassbender do a great job back and forth. Oh, dude, on they, those. they were, they were so good in first. Well, they, they were great in first class together. They were great in days of future past together. They still and had then, great conversation in apocalypse. Like at, at times, at know, times, but, but at the same time, like that, that conversation, those, those moments between, uh, Stuart and McKellen, um, <laughs> go back and watch those because those, those just tell a, tell a story that hasn't been told yet. And I love it yeah. because it's still so rich. <coughs> oh, excuse me. I had to cough um, to the side there. But anyway, I just, uh, I'm, I, I, we wanted, and I think that's why we get so passionate about it because I know with me, I, I wanted to continue <coughs> to love that story. And when it just, when we kept going back and it just kept kind of like every, every time you went back, it tasted a little more rotten. It tasted a little more. Mm-hmm. It didn't, it didn't taste as fresh and it, it, it didn't peak as well as it did the last time. Well, when you, when you look at everything, yeah. When you look at everything they've given you uh, movie wise, uh, I would say for, for me to, to pick out the gems X two. Oh yeah. Great. Hint. Love it. First class. Love it. Days of Future Past and the Wolverine original X-Men. I, 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 I love those interactions between Eric and, and Charles doesn't hold up for me. The anymore. rest of the movie's not, not at all. No, like it's, it's weak not. sauce. Like it's, it's really, I mean, it has, yeah. it introduces characters like, 
there's kind of like I said, there was those conversations that were great, but in terms of like a, a movie that holds up, but I'm, like I'm not you know, with, I'm with a, you. X Men, X Men Three, yuck, Origins, yuck, Apocalypse, half yuck. I mean, it's just uh, yeah. So we'll definitely dig more in, guys. Yeah. Get get ready for next week because and and, and Ryan, I, I love what you said that you know we we get very impassioned over it because for me it was uh, when my comic book reading as as a uh, as a preteen moved from like Star Wars comics and the Transformers and G.I. Joe, uh, which was, you know, what I read when I was like nine, ten years old. But as you start to get a little bit older, my my son's starting to experience that, right? A lot of the the comics that he would buy at seven, he's like, "Mm, not so much anymore, right? Uh, Was was X-Men. Yeah, man. And, And so they were a huge part of my you know, just getting me into this exciting world of of comic books and over the top superheroes and to see them treated the way those characters have been treated on film is it's rough to watch. It's disheartening for sure. It is because there is so much amazing uh, storytelling to be told and it'll never happen. It'll never happen. I'll never get a Jubilee moment. I know that. No, no, no. You or at least a a, a correct Jubilee. Uh, is that, uh, it, 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 well, you don't, you never say never because it it works with Spider-Man, but man alive. If Marvel could get, (laughs) you know, Get that back into the fold. If, um, if but Fox again, it goes, has been it goes, running that now for 16 years. That is a yeah. They're not giving. They're not giving it up. They're not successful it up. movies that I mean monetarily. Yeah, for, their, yeah. For well, their, for their, yeah, well. they. They 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 make their money on them. Even though Apocalypse underperformed, they they still made their oh, money yeah, on made it. The money. And so, yeah, it it'll probably never happen. And so next week we will. Uh, I'm going to watch Apocalypse again this week. Yeah. And so Me we'll. Too. Uh, yeah, so we'll 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 break it. And apart. if you're listening, yeah. by all means, listen, watch Apocalypse if you have it. If you don't, yeah. like rent it. You know, uh, if if you haven't seen it. But if I I I'm I collect. You know, it's like those. There's I know I have origins right, like in my collection. Like it's just. Oh, I do too. Like it's, I have to have the complete the collection. I have to have I, the complete collection and all that. I I still love the opening montage of Origins of Sabretooth and and oh, Logan yeah. fighting th- fighting throughout the the centuries is just uh, or through the decades. Oh, you want to talk about amazing. a frustrating Sabretooth? Watch X Men One. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> oh boy, we went long, dude. Super we long, long this week. much longer than we thought we would. And fanboys, we love you. We love you, <laughs> fanboys. Thank you for sticking with us on a long one. Hopefully, we entertained you. We had, we had there's a lot to cover this week. We just man. had a lot to talk about. I, I didn't realize we had that much to talk about. I guess, but you, you know what I've learned though, dude. Seriously, and a lot of the cool feedback I've gotten from uh, some folks who listen to our show is that they love the fact that they can just hear two dudes talk about a hobby that they love. And I, I'm convinced that, you know what, if we go a little bit longer, I think our fans are okay with that. Yeah. You know, besides, you know, like I think you mentioned last week and I'm, you know, I'm not going to end our show by bashing anyone, bashing any of our no. fans here. <laughs> no. And we weren't bashing <laughs> no, you last week no, either, no. guys. No, that was all in good fun. Of course. It was all of in course. good fun. Uh, but it, you know, if, if you, if you don't enjoy it, I guess if you're, if you, um, haven't enjoyed it so far. You've definitely turned it off by now. So you're not even hearing me tell you to turn it off. Like you've, yeah. you've already bailed. So there's no use in telling you to bail because you've already done it. There you go, <laughs> dude. But no, I, uh, I tell you, I'd say this a lot, but I am so happy that, uh, we get to do this. Um, 
together and and that uh, I'm I'm glad to hear it, man. I'm glad to hear some good feedback on on the fact that it is two dudes talking about a hobby that they really enjoy because that's really all we wanted to make this and uh, we'll just continue to talk about the stuff that we that we like and love and and. That's where we're. That's why we're doing this. So and get get yourself down to your comic book store and buy something from Valiant for Pete's for sake. Pete's sake. For You'll Harbinger's love it. Sake. All right, Ryan. Let's call this. Let's put an end to <laughs> it. Yeah, that's that's more than a more than an explanation <laughs> exclamation point at this point, right? All right. Well, I tell you, it's been a great show. Um, I've been I've enjoyed myself a lot. But uh, hey, uh, this has been Reasonable Fanboys. My name's Ryan. I'm John. You guys have a great night. All right.